This is Brunch with the Hollowells, and to start us off is a quote from Sean. Rob, if you don't get this one, you're going to break some people's hearts. I'm probably not going to get it because you pick like one word quotes. So Whatever. bring it on. Bring it on, Nicholas. <laughs> <laughs> the heart is not so easily changed, but the head can be persuaded. Oh, yeah. I. Okay. I'll whoop, whoop. We'll be right back. <laughs> I want more time. <laughs> All right, there's one more line I can give you. Okay. But only an act of true love can thaw a frozen heart. <laughs> <laughs> I'm put on the spot, and I can't think right now, and I know that... Oh, my God. Say that last one one more time. The whole thing is the heart is not so easily changed, but the head can be persuaded, but only an act of true love can thaw a frozen heart. Why am I not getting this? Okay, fuck it. What is it? Somewhere a fairy just lost her wings because this was Grand Pabby from Frozen. I knew it was from Frozen, but I was like, what witch is in there? And so I have been thwarted and you picked a gentleman. It was the witch doctor. Yes, the little the troll witch doctor. Yeah, <laughs> I knew it was from Frozen. Okay, I, good. Even from the first one I did. But I was like, there was no witch. In I completely forgot about... <laughs> The troll, the rock guy. Yeah, no, he is acceptable for sure. Why'd you pick him? Uh, I was thinking about witches today, and with Frozen 2 coming out, and it looks so good. I thought, hey, Grand Pabby. I saw Frozen 2 trailer on Maleficent. I wasn't going to watch a trailer, actually, unless it appeared at the movies. And so I did see the second trailer, and it looks really good. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to that. Um, they definitely found a way to expand the world, and I don't know if she's going to be the only one with powers, but yeah, no, it looks good. Yeah, it looks like there's going to be more power people, and I wonder if we're going to get more about why she has powers. Like, is she not on a sister? Uh, th that's the other thing, too, is that the woman's queen, and it's not even hers to begin with. Who knows? Yeah. You know that whole Faustian, you know, she's probably like son of the, you know, daughter of the devil and shit. You know how that works. Disney's gotten dark. Yeah, they are. Yeah, so we'll see. But no, I am excited for it, so um, I look forward to that. Uh, so that was Sean's quote with, who was it again? Grand Pabby. Grand Pabby. And this is Brunch with the Hollowells. Your host, Rob, the Charm Fanatic. And Sean, the Charmed Virgin. Uh, yeah, we're like at second base right now. Touch for the very first time. Yeah. We're about second base with you on this, okay? but we're going to pop that cherry as soon as we get to season eight. <laughs> I feel your metaphysical hand on my thigh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we have a great show for you, as always, and before we get to our recap, we do have witch news. So um, first, I want to give everybody an update from last week. We mentioned <laughs> that you uh, bought a new game, and I demanded a recording, Charmies, he actually delivered on that. Boom. Boom. But tell everyone what you thought of the game and remind people what you did. So I bought Paranormal Activity, the lost one, and it's a PlayStation VR game, so you go through it with the headset on. And I got to play it, and it's not always clear like what you're supposed to do. So I found myself like wandering around the house a lot, but it was funny because I was freaking out. Like Suddenly... I tried to go into one hall and like a mattress flew in front of me and scared the shit out of me. <laughs> and then like music started playing and that scared the shit out of me. And it was great because Anthony came home and he's like, is this a scary game? And Chris was like, yeah, it's paranormal. He's like, it doesn't look scary. I was like, come here, come here. Mm -hmm. And I put the headset on him and right away he took it off. He's like, nope, nope, yeah, mm -mm. not doing it. Because when you're actually in it, it's different. <laughs> yeah, uh, I did play with the VR once and it was a Resident Evil game and it freaked me the hell out. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, Sean will be, uh, posting these videos on our Patreon page. So if any of you decide to join for $3 or more, that's the witch practitioner or higher 
power tier, you'll be able to view these uh, videos. He's going to provide maybe one or two just to kind of show you exactly what it looks like and hopefully capture like a good scare <laughs> when it got him. So, um, yeah, check out our Patreon page uh, where we keep all of our uh, bonus content as well as early access to episodes. And that's uh, patreon.com slash BWTH podcast. Uh, Sean, you ended up liking the game, though, right? Do you like it? I like it so far. Okay. It's definitely creepy. Okay. Very good. Uh, what else did we have today? So, there was some more news on The Crafty. Yes. We got another random actor who's going to be in it. Someone mm. from the 90s. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? David Duchovny joins the cast. Very famous for the X-Files series and other sci-fi goodness. Uh, what do you think of this casting? I'm I'm assuming he's just a father to some, to one of them. I'm guessing that, or I wonder if they're gonna do like um, technically a gender swap, like store owner. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. That could work. But I liked our conversation though. We we were talking about how the casting of a transgender female, male to female. I think it means a lot for this movie because if in this world only witches have power, that means that. This male to female is supposed to be a female, and that's why she has powers. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a very bold statement. It is very bold. Um, I don't know if they would go out of their way to cast a, or, you know, put a casting call out for a trans female not to play a trans character. Right. So I will go and say I'm. I'm we're probably going to see a trans character in the movie, but I didn't know if she was just going to play a a you know just a biological woman on the show or on the movie so yeah i'm looking forward to that storyline too so i would guess she's gonna instead of being the the racist storyline we're gonna see a transgender storyline where mm -hmm. she's picked on by the way today i just watched this um behind the scenes short video of um Chellaman's, uh character jericho on dc titans so they were describing him he's trans male he is deaf uh and p person of color and he's only 20 years old playing a superhero who is deaf and queer damn so they are hooking it up over in dc i love this and i i do follow him on uh, instagram and i i'm so happy he got this opportunity to play this and i'm glad that a show like titans is is putting a character out there let alone casting correctly as well <laughs> so yeah no that's awesome i might start watching that soon because anthony saw pictures of superboy with his shirt off and he's like i want to watch that show <laughs> superboy superboy does look good and yeah i i i'm not gonna get dc anytime soon because i'd rather pay for shutter okay so i might get shutter first and maybe use somebody's dc i don't know we'll see um uh, but yeah no that's exciting news for sure uh I'll get DC, you get Shutter, and we'll trade. <laughs> that works. <laughs> uh, so I actually have some news, too. We're going to try and get through this as quickly as possible. But, Sean, I have a video for you to watch, and then we are going to talk about it. I'm sure most of you Charmies have heard about this so far, but in case, I want you guys to take a listen to this. You knew on Grace that that was going to get everybody talking. How fun was that? And they did such a good job, like just tipping the hat to, to Charmed and right. Charmed fans, uh, but obviously gave us our own independent storyline. It was it was a great, great time. And well, Holly and I did not miss a beat. It was like we were at work yesterday doing charmed yeah. it like literally we didn't have to be so happy that, it was awesome that's a funny yeah. scene right there so uh with that said could there inevitably be a, a charmed reunion of some sorts i think so yeah i mean holly and i talk about charmed movies a Ooh. lot you know because they have they have the new charmed which is on the cw um right. and it's a very different storyline but i would it's not the same i almost wish they'd changed the title but that's just me continue yeah i feel the same way <laughs> what's all the she agrees it's just a different show I want the OGs back it's a different capacity. show and it felt like they were trying to capitalize off the name but not you know continuing on the storyline yes. or the legacy so it was it was tough but we have been talking about maybe doing some films for for Netflix 
And so I think that would be really fun. And I think it's a great way to celebrate our fans that have stuck with us for such a long time, but cool still that. give it like new blood. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's cool just to hear that, that y'all really got along and liked each other and, and want to work with each we other. We had so much fun. That's great. I mean, you couldn't take yourself too seriously on that show because we yeah. were battling demons every day in ridiculous <laughs> costumes. You know what I mean? Right. So uh, it's not, you're <laughs> making a difference. Hello. I loved it all. Hey. Get that cute hair. I tried to copy that hair. That was so cute. Speaking of uh, battle. I was so tan. Yeah, right. That was awesome. Oh, my God. How was clearly, clearly oh, that, that was, was before. Dancing uh, with the Stars tan right yeah. there. Going on right there. Uh, all right, so that was Alyssa Milano on Access Hollywood talking about the possibility of Charmed Films on Netflix. What do you think about that? I think that's exciting. I do have a question. Yeah. How much control does Alyssa and Holly have over a film? So I don't know exactly how that business side works. I want to say that when they, when she says, oh, me and Holly have been talking about it, I'm thinking that they are going to come together to pitch okay. something to Netflix. So I think that with the original sisters wanting to do something like this, and are willing to make a deal with Netflix to possibly produce them. So uh, that I, that's what I mean about the whole control thing. Yes, they probably will need some sort of agreement with CBS Studios in order to really get this off. But why wouldn't they if the original women want to come back? You know? Right. If you have the original actress come to you and say, make it happen, On you're going to make it happen. Okay, exactly. So... I'm excited for that, but again, this is just talk, right. right? There's nothing that is set in stone. These are ideas and something that they want to do. What I wanted everyone to kind of grab from that is the fact that these women are for real. They're serious. You've heard it. You didn't read about it. She physically said it out of her mouth. She wants to come back and do something for her fans. And so I think that's awesome. Will it incorporate the other two sisters? I'm sure it will. And the idea of film, so is that what, like, 90-minute trilogy? Is that, like, episodes in the form of a movie? Like, what do you think she meant by movies? I don't know. I, I see it as, like, yeah, like a trilogy movie series or something, maybe. I do like what I heard from one of the other actresses where she mentioned she would love to do like a limited series, which yeah. is, I think, what I would rather see. Gotcha. Yeah, and that's that's what I wanted to bring up with you, is that the idea of movies, I don't know if that would be different. But, um, yeah, no, I, I'm excited to hear more, and I hope it does take off. So, uh, yeah, that was part of it. And then I have one other thing I want to talk about, and this involves our Sanderson sisters. What? I just, what? what? <laughs> I just heard news about the Hocus Pocus 2 sequel, you know that it's happening. Mm -hmm. Well, they've changed a few things. So it turns out that Disney has decided to move the sequel from the Disney Channel and put it on Disney+. Plus. So now you have to have a subscription to Disney+, Plus in order to view this sequel. And instead of a reboot, they are thinking and working really hard to make it a direct sequel involving the original <gasps> three witches. Thank God. So Disney has listened to all of our prayers and has decided to nix the reboot idea and try really, really hard to write a direct sequel. Will it be based on the uh, sequel book that everybody is aware of? We don't know. There's no story ideas out whatsoever. We just know that they want to have the originals come back and have it be some kind of continuation from what we all know. You know, the sequel book, I think, would be a smart choice because I think the story is good and it ends with what could open up more and not always necessarily focusing on the sisters, but more maybe a wider world within Hocus Pocus. Okay. So I think they should go that route. So I still have to read the book, and I will one day, I swear. Too bad you don't own it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I already had an idea for this, and this is just one part. I don't have any idea for the story. I would have to think more about it. But this is what I would want, is 
to have, and I've told you this before, my whole thing with those three little girls who stole the brooms from the first one, I've always incorporated them in my sequel. What I want is for the Sanderson sisters, quote unquote, to either possess their bodies in order to, and they're older, by the way, right? So they're probably in their teens or something, um, possess their bodies to perform a ritual to get their original bodies back. And so the whole movie, we um, focus on new actresses, new characters, and all the new people are featured with a final act three showdown of the ritual actually working and they get their original bodies. Therefore, that is when the original witches come in. And then we get sort of this anticipation and just seeing them kill it in the last like 30 minutes and then it's final battle. Um, if we can't get all the witches to, I mean, get the original witches for the entire movie, I'd say just have them do a small part of it and just come back and, and just kill it. You know how somebody from the original just kind of comes out of nowhere yeah. at the end of the movie and just kind of like, Oh my God, they're back, you know, but just that whole, like, Oh my God, they actually won or they actually completed what they were trying to do. And then, just, just their entrance would be so epic. And they just came in and just was like, we're home again, you know? And I'm like, oh my God, yeah, that would be awesome. But I'm open to anything that involves the original. Yeah, I think I think Bet's going to make it happen because she basically made the first one happen. Like, yeah. They choreographed so much and it was all due to her. So. Yeah, yeah. So that is very exciting news. And let's say that this plan doesn't work. My thing is, is that... Disney knew what they needed to do and it wasn't just about a reboot. You know, they're, they're trying now because they know that's what we want. So Mm -hmm. I'm pretty excited. All right. So I think that does, was there anything else? Nope. Okay. So we have an episode to do. We're doing a season three, episode 13, bride and gloom. Uh, This episode originally aired February 8th, 2001. This was written by William Schmidt, directed by Chris Long. Guest stars include Chad Willett back as Justin Harper, Una Damon as Dantalian, Tom O'Brien as Zyle, with uh, Michael Bailey Smith back as Balthazar once again. And this episode scored 5.4 million viewers. Phoebe is watching the end of her favorite movie, Kill It Before It Dies. <laughs> that was cute. I love their continuity. That's her movie. So yep. it's great that they continue to do that. Mm-hmm. Cole appears in the movie, having learned this trick from the demon of illusion. Do you remember him? Yes, I do. Okay, awesome. And tells Phoebe he's returned for good, which I will point out was not as dramatic as the door opening, rain running down Cole, <laughs> and him being like, I'm back. <laughs> And poor Phoebe, could you imagine every time you try to watch your favorite movie, like some fucker like just shows up in it? I know, I know. Well, they do explain why he did it in the fashion that he did, but yes, I, I, I get it. Yes, yes, your way is is definitely more dramatic. Like I'm watching Return of the Jedi, and then there's freaking Rob in front of Jabba the Hutt. I'm like, I'm coming to recording. Go away. <laughs> Prue leaves P3 with Justin, and they agree to lunch at 1 o'clock the next day, though Prue thinks Justin is rather boring. Also, there's a whole thing about how if they ask you out for lunch on an early episode, then they're not into you. (laughs) So I was surprised she was okay with lunch. We know, oh yeah, oh yeah, they did say that too, huh? Well, I mean... You know what? We'll get into this right now. Make sure you know where you left off because I got to say this. So, again, we are left with Prue not liking the dude that she's into. And once again, she will not speak up about it. She is just stalling and playing through the motions. It's clear in her face she doesn't. And he even suspected it. What does she do? She doesn't. That was her way out. She could have easily just been like, you know what? This isn't working. And it's not like they're complete strangers. They used to be friends. They knew each other when they were younger. You would think it would be easier to be honest. But again, this is another example of being nice and sweet associated with boring and predictable. 
and right. I and I hate that it's 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 starting to like trigger me. <laughs> but yeah, I don't understand why those two go hand in hand. Is that like, like is that together? Is that what we're supposed to think? I don't know. That's definitely how we're brought up. But like, I don't think they necessarily always go hand in hand. I no. think you can be. I guess not predictable. I don't know. You can be a good guy, but still be naughty in your own ways. Yeah. So, I mean, yes, Prue, as we learn later, has a type. Yeah. So, I mean, that's fine. It's, it's just their word associations. That's all. You know, don't describe this man as sweet and he's a nice guy, but just so boring. And yeah. I'm just like, that's not, yeah. So, Prue lost point with that one. Hey, Rob, what does Prue and a German dictator have in common? They're both Stalin. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you. The warlock Zyle skulks nearby. Inside, Piper is discussing her wedding plans with Leo. He wants a much simpler wedding than she does. They are to meet the wedding planners the next day. When Piper leaves, Zyle assumes her form and asks Prue for some lipstick. He then resumes his true form and blinks back to his lair. In his lair, Zyle meets with the dark priestess, Dan... How do you say it? Dantalian? Yeah, that's better than what I did. <laughs> okay. And hands over the lipstick. She mentions that a fringe benefit of marrying Prue will be getting the Book of Shadows. Due to their power of three bond, if one charmed one turns evil, the other two will turn evil as well, and the evil will flow to the book. Not in the new show that doesn't happen. Nope, it sure doesn't. <laughs> She prepares a potion and applies it to Zyle's lips. The potion is designed to paralyze Prue so she won't be able to fight them when Zyle gets them to his lair. So, a couple of things from the beginning as Cole arrives. I just want to apologize to everyone who had to look at that monstrosity <laughs> excuse of a television in her room. So, back in the day, you know, yes, thank God she has a TV in her room because I believe TV should be in every room. <laughs> but yeah you would think like if this was made today oh it would totally be a flat screen and a lot bigger i don't know how she's able to watch that movie from that far and with that small of a screen did you have a tv that size or was it always bigger in your room i had a really small tv growing up what size do you remember probably i want to say around 16 inches really yeah it was a big old box like Small screen TV. Mine was always 19 or above. Okay. Yeah. Which, I mean, not too bigger than yours. But you know, it's not the size. It's what you watch on it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> is that so? <laughs> um, yeah. No, I thought that was funny. Also, so she's watching the movie and she's like eating popcorn, whatever. That's another huge meme on Twitter. Like anytime <laughs> you want to, you know, put somebody like gossip or you know drama let me eat popcorn they always post that gift so that's another one that gets used frequently so that was from okay. this episode um oh yeah and then like so zyle apparently hears prue's like conundrum with justin do you remember where he was standing in the club all that loud music how in the hell did he hear that whole entire conversation i just thought that was hilarious yeah that was funny he was yeah it was totally, like, right place, right time, like, across the club. Like, everything just was perfect. Well, he definitely made that he was spying. Stu yeah, spying. But, I mean, just from that distance, I mean, you got to allude that he has super hearing. Otherwise, shenanigans. Yeah. <laughs> the spy who married me. <laughs> so the wedding planners come to the manor, and Leo tries to drop hints and make them go away. So Piper plans to have maybe 60 guests, a number that Leo isn't really too happy with. When the planners ask about the hors d'oeuvres, Leo suggests pigs in a blanket. <laughs> I don't think I've officially ever had a pig in a blanket before. I have. What, what do they taste like? It's like a croissant with a hot dog in the middle. But why do they... Well, I mean, I guess I understand the term, but... That just, to me, it's a hot dog. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, so, I mean, do they taste different? Is there? Well, it's different because, like, a hot dog bun isn't cooked, but pigs in a blanket, the outside is cooked, so it's gotcha. a little more crisp. Okay, very good. Uh, so, Leo wants to get rid of the wedding planners, but Piper wants to make sure that everything is all right in case she has to fight a demon on her wedding day. And so Prue gets a call uh, telling her that Justin's car has been broken down and asking her to meet him at the restaurant instead. 
Prue asks Piper to return her lipstick, and Piper doesn't know what she's talking about. So right there is clue number one. If you don't remember something that literally happened the night before, demon. Yeah. <laughs> call it out. Demon. demon. I mean, how does she really not remember borrowing a lipstick like i wouldn't even let that go i'd be like well you took it bitch so give me my lipstick back (laughs) she doesn't recall it at all demon seriously yeah like they should know better i think that is hilarious so phoebe goes to the mausoleum to find cole there and punches him uh she says that she would have vanquished him at the first time oh she should have vanquished him the first time so cole tells phoebe that he is on the run hiding from the source of all evil. And he wants to get back together and renounce evil for her uh, love. But Phoebe is unwilling. Oh, okay. So Phoebe is on her way to the mausoleum after she sees, you know, Cole on the TV or whatever. And I love this because Prue actually is reaching out to Phoebe to try and fix what's been going on. I thought that was a really nice touch, especially from Prue's part. Because Phoebe is still lying, and but Prue still wants to fix things. So I think it's hard making the first move sometimes, and it, it's nice that she tried. Yeah, I do like that she's doing something about it. Is this still a good time to continue lying, just the way that Cole revealed himself again? Or would you tell the sisters immediately? I would have told them. I don't really? know why she's still not telling them. <laughs> now she's making mad. Yeah, I. so I think... After the first interaction with him, I would have said something, but I think I would have wanted to kind of see for myself. Okay. At first, that that's just me. But after that, I would have told immediately. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was also funny too because um, <laughs> Prue notices Phoebe leaving to go to school, but really going to see Cole, and so she turns and talks to Piper. And Piper is just all about this wedding. She's just like, you know, am I going too far in this thing? She's like, why is Phoebe leaving with to go to school without her books? Uh, why is Prue not answering Piper's question? <laughs> I love that line. It was so good and perfectly timed. And it just shows, again, continuity. Piper gives no shits about nobody right. but herself. <laughs> if it's about her, she's going to make it about her. Who <laughs> just... Who turned the AC up? It's freezing. <laughs> I was just Who rolled up all these windows? And there's a huge fight going on between Cole and Fruit. Why is it so cold in here? Oh, I love it. I love it. Um, um, did you enjoy the reunion between Cole and Phoebe in the mausoleum? Was it what you expected? Was it like dramatic? What do you think? No, I expected rain. I expected <laughs> Cole at the door. Um, it was dramatic. I didn't expect it because um, I thought she'd be happier to see him right away, but she punched him. Yeah, I mean, even though she may love him and didn't want to kill him, I'm still pissed that you kept this for me. You freaking lied. You held a knife to my goddamn throat, for God's yep. sakes. But yeah. I mean, it had to happen. And plus, he was gone forever. I mean, like, I had this D up my ass like for like weeks and you could have showed up then (laughs) this fucking cop is just blaming me for you disappearing you know i'd rather not deal with that today i had this d up my ass (laughs) wow i said you're so crass i said da up my ass yeah you said i had this d up my ass (laughs) i guess that would also make sense too (laughs) i didn't mean it that i meant da it just all blended in Go on, move along. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Zyle assumes Justin's form and meets Prue at the restaurant. The real Justin appears at the manor, looking for Prue. Phoebe and Piper suspect a shape-shifting warlock and call Prue, who doesn't answer her cell. Justin, quotes, offers to repeat the kiss from last night, and the two find themselves in Zyle's lair. Prue is unable to move. Phoebe scries for Prue to no avail, and Leo reports that neither he nor the elders can sense her either. Leo says that he knows Prue is still alive. The elders would be able to sense her death. He also says the elders agree that a shape-shifting warlock is involved, one who somehow wants all the Charmed One's powers. What else would they want? Like, (laughs) (laughs) right? Zyle and Dantalion lay Prue out on an altar. 
I'm just going to call her D. Oh, okay. Yeah, that works. Or Dante or Dante. 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 Cast a spell over Prue to tie her to both Zyle and to evil. Dante kisses Zyle, who immediately starts feeling groggy. Unknown to him, Dante had taken the potion she'd used to trap Prue and applied it to her own lips. As Zyle slips into unconsciousness, Dante reveals that all she really wanted was to get the book. Once the book turned evil, Dante planned to steal it and take its power for herself. What do you think of that plan? It sounds a lot like three sisters I know that just want that book. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's a good plan. Yeah. And I liked her as a villain. Oh, nice. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, she's she's very sneak attack about it. She's very um, just kind of like under the radar. She didn't like... You know, but you can tell she's just been through it. She's tired of it. Mm-hmm. She's like, I'm giving powers to everybody else but me. You're just leaving me in the, like, yeah, so I totally get it. I just realized why I like her. She's like the witch version of Poison Ivy. She oh, kisses yeah. people and gets them under her control. Yep, nope, total similarity. So, a couple of things with this. Um, first of all, Zyle, if you're going to morph into Justin... You could have also worn a, a different, better outfit instead of those <laughs> gigantic baggy clothes that he was wearing. Mm-hmm. I, again, still happen to like Justin, but notice his mannerisms change. Kiss on the on the hand. Let's get you all drunk on wine and, you know, get you, you know, late for work. Also, making her miss calls. So here's my thing. Prue, you deal with demons on a daily basis. If your phone rings, you answer it. Yes. There is no reason to be dodging calls. Anything could possibly happen. I love that. Oh, it's not important. You're the fucking charmed one. Of course every call is important. You answer every call. And there's caller ID back then even. Like, you see your sister's calling, you pick up that phone. Do you actually, do you think she had a caller ID phone? She had a flip phone, which I don't know. Oh, yeah, it was actually kind of rare back then. Yeah, she had that burner phone. And you had to pay extra for it. Yeah, I did really like, even though you could tell it was in front of a blue screen, but I really liked the transition when she kissed him. Oh, and that little circular thing. The way it circled around. That looks so cool. I don't think that kiss would have transported me to a different location. That that kiss was weak. Did you notice the kiss? Yeah. (laughs) The kiss was so weak. I'm like, I know you guys are actors, but yeah, they really didn't want to (laughs) like make out on that one. So does that mean that Zyle was a port key? (laughs) 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 um i love again the double cross i think that's funny um demons you know they really do think like steps ahead on you know just with aims and stuff like they really sit there and plot they have all the time in the world and they try and think of the best plan possible um so yeah the plot so far that we've got what do you think? I mean, you you mentioned that it was about Piper's wedding, but unfortunately, Prue is that right? bitch who steals her thunder. <laughs> I know, and I like how she says early, like, she's the oldest sister. She should have the first wedding. Jealous, jealous, jealous. <laughs> she basically has more time to find the man of her dreams and get married before her younger sisters, but that says a little bit more about you then. Yeah. So, I mean, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. Do you think people should be going in that order? I don't think it matters. Yeah. Plus, look at Prue's choices. Like, she's not looking for marriage material. She loves these bad boys. Yeah. She really does. And she was having a good time with Justin, too. Just all from the attitude. And so... And then try to call him out. You don't think you're predictable? Woman, I swear... <laughs> if I heard that on my date, you'd see it in my face. I'd be like, yeah. Did you predict me getting up and leaving right now? <laughs> right? How about this drink in your yeah. face? predict that bitch (laughs) (laughs) oh god yeah um it's i don't know even jack was sort of kind of the bad boy type too i guess he was just because he was spontaneous but he was sort of a romantic romance person too i think jack is a good example of like being a like medium amount of spontaneous but predictable Mm -hmm. like he was an average guy and he would have been good for her but i don't think he was boring at all yeah no i agree so Phoebe again meets Cole at the mausoleum. Ma- 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 it's a four syllable. I can't. Mausoleum. Mausoleum. <laughs> you still can't do it. Okay. Just point to me whenever it comes up. I'll say we're it gonna, for you. We're going to say mausy. Okay. 
Phoebe again meets Cole at the Mozzie <laughs> and asks for help. So I have a thing about this because she was immediately, I want you to help me and whatever we do, this isn't going to change anything. You're still a piece of shit. Now I want you to help. I think that if you are going to claim that you want nothing to do with him, you stay away from him. And her asking him for help, like, I get it. You're going to do everything you can to protect your sisters. I totally get that. But she really felt she had a right to do that. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. I don't, I, I call a little bit of like rudeness with this, even though he is a demon. It's just like, really woman, you really expect him to help and not expect anything in return. Yeah. Kindness of your heart, even though you made it quite clear, there's no chance for us. I just thought that was funny. That makes sense. Uh, so Cole says that uh, warlocks don't have the power to cloak themselves from good. So he thinks whoever took Prue is working with an upper level uh, dark uh, dign dignitary who does have that type of power. And so he suggests that uh, these beings are after the book. Cole agrees to help Phoebe and she briefly but passionately kisses him, confusing Cole... <laughs> A lot. Like, he didn't know what to do. But it's good he didn't take advantage of the situation. He was just like, no handsies. You see where my hands are? <laughs> like, she's the one who did it, yep. not me. <laughs> not it. <laughs> uh, Piper is flipping through the book and finds that it has some evil spells in it now. Much to both her and Leo's surprise. Without warning, Piper disappears and reappears in the kitchen. An alarmed Leo tells her that she just blinked warlock style. And so Phoebe has returned and finds that she can blink too. So Leo quickly realizes that whoever took Prue has somehow turned her evil and the evil has flowed through Piper and Phoebe and the book. So Piper and Phoebe quickly embrace their evil powers and their personalities begin to noticeably, noticeably darken, further worrying Leo. So, I totally thought I knew where season three was going to go, and this episode throws a big old monkey wrench in my plans. Okay, what what is that? Well, I thought we were going to see one of the sisters go kind of evil, but if all three sisters go evil with that sister, then that wouldn't work. So, I will shed a little light, or no, I can let you in the dark and just let you watch it. It Hearing that line is a little confusing, and I'm thinking it's because of the way that they were turned evil. Because Phoebe was turned, Phoebe turned evil a little bit with the Woogie Man. Oh yeah. Um. Again, that was more of an entity taking over her. But um. Yeah, I think it's the way that it happened. So we'll have to watch closely if they continue with that, because you have a point. So it, that is something to look out for. Okay. Yeah. And I'll say I only believe this thing because of the new Charms show. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I figured it would happen in this show too. Of course. But I won't say who I think it is, <laughs> even though it's probably obvious. <laughs> <laughs> the wedding planners ring the bell and Piper answers. The man starts to talk about the dinner menu when Piper demands pigs in a blanket. What a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently pigs in blankets is a very evil thing. Well, it's just funny because she was so against it earlier in this episode. <laughs> I know. And then she was like, nope, I want pigs in nope, blanket now. I want pigs in blanket. <laughs> they think Piper is joking, but Piper lets it be known she's serious. She waves her hands and the man turns into an actual pig in an actual blanket. As the woman looks on in shock, Piper waves her hands again and encases her in ice. Look at that. I use Frozen as our quote, and it ties in. Look at that. Another famous uh, gif in on Twitter is Piper turning her into ice. That, really? That should, yeah. If you were to type in Charmed and just let all the gifs flow, that's one of them. It pops up all the time. I'm going to try it when you're reading. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Leo tries to talk some sense into them, but Piper calls Leo a stick in the mud. <laughs> Phoebe waves her hand, turning Leo into a long pole stuck in a bucket of mud. <laughs> Piper and Phoebe conclude that if Leo is right and Prue has turned evil as well, their evil potential will be astronomical if they can free Prue and reunite the power of three. By the way, Prue's dress freaking hot i thought it was gorgeous i will from here on out refer to her as pruvira <laughs> the rest of this episode I, demons have fashion man yeah. they know how to dress mm -hmm. i love it 
Evil slave princess it's, Leia it's going Zara, on. Zara, Armani, all the way. Yep. <laughs> Piper turns the wedding planners back to normal. Before they can figure out what is happening, Piper fires them and Phoebe violently blows them out the door. Piper turns Leo back and Leo tries to get them to resist the evil. They refuse and the elders call him away, for they will not send a white lighter to support evil. Piper and Phoebe revel in their growing evil and want to free Pruvira so they can wreak real havoc. So just before Leo is called away from his assignment, let's point out that Phoebe said, get with the program or we'll cut you into little pieces and have you for lunch. <laughs> right? So apparently evil witches, or at least Phoebe, is a cannibal when she's evil. Yeah. I don't remember that line. So clearly it's today, <laughs> like until today, I was very surprised she wanted to eat him. <laughs> Maybe that's the backstory with Hannibal Lecter. That could be. Yeah. <laughs> or, you know, I mean, well, it definitely speaks on the Hansel and Gretel witch, which we haven't done yet, but she eats. Technically, you did. You did, um, uh, the, the Anya chick? No, uh, uh Fruza Balk. Not Fruza Balk, sorry. <laughs> no, That's you not her name. <laughs> Fre- um, what's Jazz? Oh, Debbie, Debbie Harris. Or, De- or no. No, Jean not- Grey. Oh, Funko Jensen. Oh, I did do you her. Did, yeah. I did. Yes, I did. You're right. You're right. I did. Well, I didn't do the eating one. Okay. Yeah, that's who I. That's who I was talking about. But yeah, uh, I just found that very surprising. So Cole appears in Phoebe's room uh, because Phoebe cannot wreak havoc in her outfit. <laughs> so uh, he tells her that he ran into a demon while doing recon work, but had to turn into Belteshazzar and kill him. Although he isn't proud of it, it greatly uh, pleases Phoebe and makes her come on to him. Uh, Cole Cole warns Phoebe that Prue has been forced to marry a warlock and that Adante has performed the ceremony that will turn her and her sisters evil. He sincerely wants to turn good and is unwilling to have Phoebe as evil. So Phoebe thinks that something can happen between them now. But Cole tells her that evil beings can't feel real love, only lust and gratification. So Phoebe kicks Cole several times, enraging him and provoking him to turn into Balthazar, even though Cole refused to turn into him ever again. And so Balthazar (laughs) warns Phoebe that Dante is after the book before shimmering out. So notice that Phoebe says love is love so that phrase was said before it was cool and miranda said it so booyah on that that shit was already said have you ever heard love is love before miranda said it no at the oscars yeah so you heard it here first it was on charm first good for phoebe do you see how easy it was for cole to turn to belzazar three little kicks the spoiled little bitch and then he turns all (laughs) evil in front of her I was like, really? No self-control. Right. So what does that say, though? Like, do you believe Cole can really be good? If it's that easy for him to turn, like, that doesn't speak very well for him. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think is going to happen now, I guess, with Cole? I mean, his journey is going to be a little tough if he's really trying. But do you believe that he really wants to? I think he does. He seems very dead set on, like, being with Phoebe. If I had to predict what I think is going to happen, I think... Cole's going to have to be killed and it's going to set Phoebe off. Okay. All That's right. my guess. All right. You can't take my guess away. <laughs> guess is guess. <laughs> Dante finds Fade into the attic and takes hold of the book. Just as she's about to leave, Piper distracts her while Phoebe high kicks her. Phoebe points a knife and the two demand to know where Pruvira is. When Dante won't talk, Piper... Look, we've given three things nicknames. I know, I know. <laughs> when Dante won't talk, Piper freezes her hand. These bitches are evil. That This scene was very morbid. It was very morbid. Just even having the ice turn red, too. Yeah. When it snatches. Yeah, yeah. They. I mean, look, they're the charm ones. All good. Just imagine them being evil. I mean... Yeah, they're, they're powerful. Like, yeah. If they could tap into any of that when they're good, like... They'd be unstoppable. I just like how she was like, 
Well, yeah, I mean, you'll read on, but yeah, she was just like, where's Prue? She didn't say anything. Fine. <laughs> I mean, yep. it just didn't, it didn't skip a beat. She didn't wait any longer. She didn't anticipate. She was like, fine. Yeah. Oops. <laughs> Sorry for you. <laughs> Give me a glass and some water because we got some crushed ice. <laughs> <laughs> so they want to know where Prue is. And when Dante won't talk, Piper freezes her hand. Dante continues to stall and Piper shatters her hand with a candlestick. That's the part we're talking about. That's the part. Yep. It was gross. It was Piper in the attic with the candlestick. Right? <laughs> and Dante's scream was just even terrifying, even because it just looked like she was in pain. Yeah. Oh, the scene was so gross. Mm-hmm. Leah orbs in, distracting Piper and Phoebe long enough to allow Dante to escape with the book. Piper wordlessly freezes Leo, and then Phoebe smashes him. Phoebe wants to slaughter some innocents, but Piper is more worried about finding Prue in case Dante wants to kill her. Phoebe realizes that since she and Piper are now warlocks, they can use their blinking power to find Prue. Vira. <laughs> Piper is skeptical. They don't know where Prue Vira is. However, Phoebe points out that blinking works similar to orbing for white lighters, which means they don't have to know where Prue Vira is, but can simply focus on her to find her. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Very good. More lovely deduction. Yeah. <laughs> Dante is reading a spell to kill Prue in revenge for how Piper and Phoebe uh, tortured her. Just then, Phoebe and Piper blink in, and Dante awakens Prue and Zyle. Piper and Phoebe beg Prue to come with them. However, Prue curtly tells them she isn't their sister. Prue raises her hands, sending Piper and Phoebe flying into the wall. Just as Piper is about to get uh, Prue a divorce... By freezing Zyle, he shapeshifts, assuming Prue's form. The two both blink, so they have uh, Piper and Phoebe surrounded. Piper and Phoebe can't tell which is the real Prue. So Prue tells Zyle that she loves him, and Zyle replies, you too. So Phoebe remembers that Cole told her uh, that evil can't love. And so uh, Dante conjures giant daggers into Prue and Zyle's hands, and they go um, they go in on Piper and Phoebe. Phoebe urges Piper to free Zyle, uh, and Piper obliges and then shatters him. Zyle's death breaks Prue's ties to evil and restores Piper and Phoebe to good as well. So Dante tries to escape, but Piper freezes her, uh, not the ice kind, but the regular kind, and the Book of Shadows is back to normal. The sisters then read a spell and vanquish Dante. Let's read that spell. Through, Through this, this book, book we this spell, spell create the pain of heaven and hell. May she suffer until she cries. Her tears were run, and then she dies. <laughs> so, demons can't love. Uh, Cole, I guess, is, you know, half human. So... Is that okay that he can love? Or is that shenanigans or just stretching of the rules? I think that he's allowed because it is his human side. And okay. the fact that he is in love with Phoebe is making him more human. So that goes with his human side being the one who's falling for her. Okay. Yeah, I believe that too. Um, what did you think of this battle sequence? I thought it was cool. I, th I think this whole season has had much better battles. Okay. The stakes are just visually, it's just more entertaining or? um, Yeah, visually entertaining. And the sisters, I think, especially Prue, have really stepped up their martial arts. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's the difference. Okay. Piper cries over the shattered bits of Leo, but Leo orbs in behind her alive and well. He tells them that their vanquished of Zyle undid any evil they may have done. Phoebe apologizes for shattering Leo, but Leo says that he knew it wasn't really them. Prue thinks that in a sense it was them. She could feel the evil. She doesn't think Dante planted evil in them, but merely tapped into something that had always been there. Leo says one must choose to be evil. Phoebe admits it was fun to be evil for a while, hmm. Hmm. but doesn't plan on tapping into her dark side again anytime soon. Piper agrees to a small wedding, and Prue decides not to see Justin anymore because he is way too boring. Phoebe meets Cole at the Mozzie and reports that all is normal again. Phoebe still doesn't want Cole back. She feels the pull toward her dark side would be too strong if they tried to make it work. She does admit, though, that she will always love him. 
Which I think is okay. Do you think what Cole's done would make you fall un like not, you know, out of love for him? I think I could see where Phoebe's going. Like, I don't think I could just jump back in with him, but I think the draw would be there and eventually I would let myself give in. Mm-hmm. But another relationship question for you. So <laughs> Piper killed her man. <laughs> like, <laughs> are you like Leo where when something happens, you're just like, oh, it's cool. Like, no hard feelings. Well, I, Jesus. I mean, Leo, I, he, he just has a very good heart. I think in, at the end of the day, he does know who Piper is. And clearly the real Piper would never, ever do that. But I'd be like, uh, woman, you're fixing me steak every day for a week. <laughs> And if I feel like it, you're on the couch. Like, something would go down. Yeah. <laughs> See, like, I'm that type, too. Like, I I think one of my weaknesses is sometimes I overthink it. Okay. Like, one, for an example, I had a boyfriend who was working at Downtown Disney. And this him and this other guy, this was before I was Polly, they went to a bar together and the guy kissed my boyfriend. And at first I was like, oh, he kissed you. What's the big deal? wait a minute then i had more questions why did he think it's okay did he not mention me like and i just like yeah we basically ended up breaking up over that. oh yeah that sucks <laughs> i you know i think about that stuff too sometimes and i i may have told you this before but like sometimes i'll be out with you know a friend of mine or whatever and we'll be at like a club or something and we'll be like dancing together and just having a good time and maybe it's just a gay thing but no one ever assumes that we're together and everybody also feels that it's okay to hit on my friend without even finding out if we're together or not. And that shit pisses me off because how do you know we're not together? And how dare you try and stick? Like, it just, it just, but I shouldn't think about that kind of stuff because maybe there is a tell. Maybe there is something that's obvious that we're not together. But at the same time, it's like, you have no idea. And you're like checking him out as you almost like, motherfucker, how do you know? So I don't know. I, I can see what you're saying mm-hmm. for sure. Uh, one thing I'll say about this is that do we know where this secret ceremony lair was? Because they didn't have the power to blink anymore. So how the hell did they get home? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so I'm like, were they just in some cave in the woods or something? It, it didn't look like they were like in the underworld or anything, but I just found that hilarious they were in some location that could have been New Zealand for all we know. All of a sudden they make it home. <laughs> I don't know how they did that, but I thought that was hilarious. You would want to see the behind the scenes of like an eight hour flight. <laughs> hey, I that's what I want. All right, Sean. So that was our episode, Bride and Gloom. What'd you think? Um, I really like this episode. I really like Dantalian as the villain. I thought she was very evil, very, you know, she double crossed her own, but she also had pretty high stakes, it felt like. I don't feel like all the enemies in the show always have high stakes. Did you miss Prue? She kind of just disappeared out of the whole thing. I know. She just like Aurora'd half the episode. <laughs> um, but I really did enjoy seeing Piper and Phoebe being evil. I thought they were fun evil, and it was kind of scary to see how evil they can be. And it kind of reminds us all just, you know, if these powers are in the hands of evil, this is the access that they'll have. Yeah. Yeah. So would you say worth the wait? No, I'd say I'd catch it. <laughs> yeah, worth the wait. <laughs> oh, it's worth the wait. Okay. Very good. Um, I mean, this episode is sort of neutral to me. I mean, it is a good one. And there is some, you know, continuity flow with the storyline and everything. We finally get Cole back and everything. So yeah, it's a little bit in the middle um for me. Yeah, it it doesn't like, oh my god, I can't wait to get to this one kind of thing, but it's still good for story's sake. So for this episode, I don't necessarily have any uh, production notes or anything because most of what I read about sort of alludes to further things happening as far as a common commonality with an episode here and then another in, a, in the future. So I'm not going to read any of those to you except for the fact that Daryl did not appear in this episode, which he has not throughout most of this season, uh, which is fine because it's about the sisters. That's what I want. So let's move on to our hot man meter. The first time 
All right, Sean. So we have two people this week that can possibly shake up our list. First, we have our uh, Demon of the Week, Zyle, played by Tom O'Brien. You know what part terrified me more than anything else in this episode? <laughs> when Prue was kissing her man and he turned into Zyle. <laughs> so no, he does not make it. I mean, no offense, Zyle, but kind of a little offense. Like, I'm sorry, I don't want to see Justin morph into you. <laughs> It's just the last thing that I want to see. So sorry, but it had to be said. Zyle does not make my list either. Uh, how about our uh, wedding planner, Craig, played by DC Douglas? I'd say that... He had nice lips. Yeah, he would make it as number two on my tepid man. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. No, he had some really nice lips, but not hot enough than my... Um, Dark uh, lighter Victor from from a couple of episodes ago. Uh, I'm gonna keep my list the same this week. Okay. Yeah. All right. So that'll do it for Hot Man Meter. I don't. Are we gonna meet anyone to shake up our list? If we do, we have our top ten right now. I wonder if we're gonna meet any. Ooh, we'll see. I know. All right. So let's move on to MVP. Who gets MVP this week? So I'm gonna be that annoying person and go through each of the three sisters and then tell you. Because Prue, Vira, had that amazing dress. She looked great. She was best dressed. And Piper and Phoebe both. Like, Piper was hysterical in this episode. She was very... Oh, oh, her cheesy smile when she's yeah. blinking. I love it. She's like, hee, come blink. <laughs> yeah. I love seeing them both as evil. Um, I did decide on Phoebe. Okay. And the reason for it is I, I really liked Alyssa Milano's acting as evil. Like, Holly Marie comes to me kind of... Felt like a good person acting evil, but Alyssa Milano seems She's very, evil. like, snappy about it. Yeah. You know, always got a smile on her face. I think she tries to look sinister. Mm -hmm. But there is a very natural thing with Phoebe, Alyssa Milano, because just even her standing there with her hand on the wall, just sort of doing this, like, pose mm -hmm. of, like, mm-hmm, um, <laughs> you know? And, yeah, she, she just says a lot of things with conviction in her voice, like, ugh. Whatever. She's like Bad Janet. <laughs> I love Bad Janet. <laughs> bad Janet is amazing. <laughs> With her onesie denim outfit. I'm <laughs> chewing that gum. Whatever. <laughs> We're talking about The Good Place. If yeah. you haven't seen it. <laughs> yeah. There is a character on there where there is an evil version of said character. And they call her Bad Janet. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah nice reference <laughs> thank you no but she she does remind me of um bad janet and and i think from what you said sean i'm gonna pick phoebe as well because she does know how to play evil very well and um you know given that whole torturing scene with dante i yeah i was very like tripped out by some of the stuff that they were doing but you know phoebe didn't bat an eye she yeah she did very well mm -hmm. so yeah, Phoebe all the way for sure. All right, so um, I hope you guys are still keeping up with your Hot Man Meter list. I'm going to ask for these lists towards the end of the season, and um, I'm going to put all of your lists together to create one charming Hot Man Meter. And um, yeah, I think that's going to do it for our show. No, you have to ask me next week. Ask me, Rob. <laughs> I think this is like your favorite part of this whole it is, show. It's so hard. It's just like finding out if you can guess. He's like, screw this show. I just want to <laughs> guess the plot. Okay. So for episode 14, the good, the bad, and the cursed. The good, the bad, and the cursed. These titles are very giving. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean... I'm going to guess they have to help an innocent who's cursed. Okay. <laughs> All right. Very good. There's one heavy component you're missing, which the title technically gives away, but I don't expect you to get it. We'll see if Sean is correct next week. So join us uh, next Sunday at brunch. And remember, if you do enjoy our show, give us a five-star review on iTunes. Let everyone know how much you enjoy our show. And this gives us more exposure for people to find us when doing searches for Charm Podcasts. Uh, you can also follow us on social media. We are on Instagram at Brunch with the Hollowells, all one word. We're on Twitter at BWTH Podcasts. 
and Sean's not allowed on it because too many people spoil stuff on there. <laughs> I added Once Upon a Cold to it, so I can just go in through that. You could. Oh my god, don't look at the page. <laughs> Do I have to block you from there too? Oh god. Alright, Sean, say goodbye to the folks. <laughs> Bad Janet. <laughs> Bloop. <laughs>